Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. Hello, my name is Alex Mason and I'm your host. This is the one and only podcast dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking. And we're rolling through the accounting right now, all the basics of accounting, trying to understand all the fundamentals because if we can understand this, then we can move on to much more advanced concepts and really understand things when we look at a company's three financial statements, we can understand what's going on in just a few minutes, just glancing at it because we understand all this stuff. So with that being said, let's get into today's question. How can a company go bankrupt if it has positive EBITDA? And specifically, positive EBITDA for several years. Let's go ahead and say that a company has had positive EBITDA for the past 10 years, but it recently went bankrupt. How is this possible? Now, we usually think of EBITDA as a good thing, a sign that a company is financially healthy, right? If a company has positive earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization, then things must be going pretty good. I mean, after all, we have many multiples that trade off of EBITDA, like enterprise value to EBITDA, for example. But this doesn't tell us the whole picture. And I think the purpose of this question is to tease out this nuance. So let's go ahead and think about this for a few moments. The first thing that I think it's important to note is that we have to remember that EBITDA is not the same thing as cash flow. EBITDA is not cash flow. Fundamentally, if a company can't meet its short-term cash obligations and it can't raise any capital, then it will probably go bankrupt. So EBITDA, remember, what does this actually mean? Earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So all those things that come after that, which is your interest, your taxes, depreciation, and amortization, if those expenses are really high, then yeah, you might, you might not be able to meet your obligations because you're getting hit at the bottom line in your net income on the income statement, and you're getting hit on your cash flow, which isn't necessarily reflected with EBITDA. So what are some examples of this that we can look at? Well, example number one is we could have a company that has a lot of spending on its capital expenditures. And this CapEx spending is not reflected in EBITDA, but it still uses up cash flow. Now, of course, capital expenditures, let's say that we're looking at a company, say an industrial company like Caterpillar, for example, that makes a lot of earth-moving equipment. All that capital expenditures from creating all of those trailers and cranes and trucks they're being depreciated over time, but EBITDA isn't capturing that depreciation because, well, it's earnings before the depreciation. So that's an example. And, you know, if a company like that is spending a lot of money on equipment, well, they're spending cash flow. So the cash flow statement would show that, but the income statement with EBITDA would not show that with that particular metric. So that's an example. Another example where a company could go bankrupt even with a strong history of positive EBITDA is if it has really high interest costs on its debt. 
I mean, the financing aspect of a business can make a huge, huge difference in its fate. And that I in EBITDA stands for interest. So if there's a high, really high interest expense um, on the debt, that's eating up the cash flow and that could lead a company into bankruptcy potentially. Another example is also debt related, but it's more of a timing thing because sometimes it's not necessarily the interest costs that are going to kill a business. It could be the way that the debt is structured. For example, a balloon payment on debt that's coming due or just some other big principal debt payment that's coming up in the very short term and the company doesn't have the money to pay it. And if the company doesn't have the money to pay it, usually the answer is just to refinance the debt and just kind of keep rolling that thing down the road. It's very, very common to see that in corporate America when you're looking at financial statements. But that raises the question, what if the company can't refinance? (laughs) And unfortunately, this happens uh, to many companies at many different points, especially during recessionary periods. This is known as a credit crunch, where a company doesn't have the cash to pay its debt payments that are coming due, and it can't refinance. So then it's really stuck. And even if it has positive EBITDA, remember, uh, it doesn't account necessarily for those debt expenses. So that's another example. And then the last example that I want to share with you today is related to other significant one-time charges because there are big one-time charges for businesses that don't necessarily have to do with financing. You could have major litigation costs. I mean, think about British Petroleum in 2010 with the Gulf oil spill. I mean, there's massive amounts of litigation related to that. I mean, it costs the company billions of dollars And it managed to survive the storm somehow. But boy, if BP was not as big of a company as it was, and let's say it was a smaller oil company, it very possibly could have gone bankrupt for that one event because of all the all the costs and and things related to that one terrible, terrible event. So litigation costs can really add up. And a lot of lawyers are getting paid. A lot of judges are awarding uh, payments from one party to another. And that can drain a company's cash flow. So that can cause a company to go bankrupt. So you have these things. You have CapEx spending, high interest costs on debt. You could have debt maturing at a date in the future where you can't refinance. And then you could have things like litigation costs. Uh, These are all things that can bring a company to its knees if... Uh, The company doesn't have enough liquidity and is not resilient enough to deal with it. So those are some situations where a company could have positive EBITDA, technically, but still go bankrupt. Okay, so that's what I got for you today. This has been Alex Mason with Investment Banking Insights. I wish you an incredible day. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.